When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Uh, welcome to it. Thursday night. This is Sports Day. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews uh, in the chair. A badge back on Monday night, which yeah. is which is good. Good to have him back in the Sports Day studio. How are you, Sats? I'm really good, Justin. It's um, oh come on. It's been a great 24 hey, Justin, hours. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, <laughs> I've you... had a lot of my friends who are listeners that now refer to you not as Jason or Woogie, but as Justin. Can you enlighten what happened? Well, anyone that wasn't listening last night. Um, Australian Cricket gave us a, a great interview, uh, an opportunity to interview one of their test players in Cameron Green. Very young and, and raw. Nice and, bloke. And Woogie rang me and said, can you come into the office early? I said, no, I can't. I'm, I'm busy. So he said, okay, I'll do the interview with Cam Green. So when he says to Cam Green, hey, thanks for joining us on Sports Day, this is what Cam had to say. Hey, Justin, yeah, thanks for having Justin, me. Justin, thanks for having me. So... Just uh, yeah, apologise to those night. who do know the story, but those who weren't listening last night, that's the reason why Woogie is now Justin. I've copped it big time. Mm. So and, and again, it's disgusting as one of Australia's leading cricket journalists. I know. I expect better No treatment. respect whatsoever. <laughs> 0457 736 736 is our text number. You'll love to get involved tonight. Uh, there's a couple of reasons, uh, but one straight off the top, big prize, double pass. How about this, Sats? To a corporate box at the SCG... For BBL 11, a game at the SCG, you and a mate, includes food and drink. All you have to do is text us your name, your town, how you're listening to a 0457 736 736. Uh, but you've got to answer this question, all right? You've got to work for this. This is a great prize. Which 100% Australian energy retailer has, Australian energy retailer, has been backed and partnered Sports Day for years? Mm. Do you want to give away some clues? Not a clue yet. No, too early? No, too early for clues. And can I just say as well, they're also very generous. They also back a lot of some great Aussie athletes as well. That's going to be one of the clues. Is it? Can Ah. I just say uh, to the listeners who would be interested in going to the BBL 11 game at the SCG and go to a corporate box, I have been to the said corporate box where this one is positioned. And I'm thinking it's going to be the SEN corporate box. It is prime position. I went and watched a, a Swans game there one afternoon, one Saturday afternoon. I've got to say, I'm not a big fan of watching sport at the SCG. Um, mostly rugby league because it's too far to, to watch the games. But when you go and watch an AFL and a cricket game, it's the best view in the house. Only you can turn that into a negative by saying you're not a big fan of the SCG. No, I love the SCG. It's, a, it's part of great n- nostalgia. It's a beautiful ground. I'm filthy. I never got to play there, but... Didn't you play there? No, I never played there. Yeah, my dad obviously played a lot of games and won a lot of grand finals there mm. with the Bunnies when that's when the, the match of the round was played or the grand finals. So 
but I've never been to a cricket game, Justin. And <laughs> I've been to an AFL game, but I'd love to go to a BBL or a or a Test match there. Radio slats oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. The question again: Which one hundred percent Australian energy retailer has backed and partnered Sports Day for years? And as, I, as we just said, they also back a lot of great Aussie athletes as well. Text that through to us with your name, uh, your town, and how you're listening to us tonight. Guests, we've got them coming out of everywhere. Stevie Johnson uh, will be joining us. Son of a gun, but, I mean, he's third place at Bathurst in 2007. It was pretty good. And I, we've got to ask him about that tonight because he went pretty close to winning that. And that must be heartbreaking. You've got to remember, this is a kid that has grown up in garages, has grown up in pit lane. Uh, he's, he knows so much about the history of Bathurst, of mm. course, yeah. uh, with his father alongside him. And yeah, he, he, he would forget more than a lot of people know about Bathurst. So, yeah, it would be good to get a great insight in what is, I think, arguably one of the great sporting calendar days in Australian sport. We've got a lot of listeners that are, that are rev heads. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I... We, I love watching Bathurst yep. as well. You watch the start, go off and do hey, can some you stuff, tell me come something? back. What? Can you tell me, um, lucky this show isn't live because, <laughs> um, can you tell me that if you're leading yeah. and you've got to t- make a pit stop, okay, and then second place then becomes first, yes? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So when my pit stop is finished, do I have to wait for them to come all the way around and no. then I speed out the front and get out in front again? No, you just get out back in the track wherever you can. You might... And you've got to catch up. Yeah, but don't forget, if you're leading the race and you pit, yeah. don't forget they've got a pit as well. Mm. So they'll go back behind you. But again, depends on how long your pit stop takes. What if you have a one-minute pit stop and they've blown it or something? So it's actually no, you don't you don't wait for him to come around I that, and then jump in front of him. I thought it was like you. Cole Trickle in Days of Thunder when you have to beat the the flag car to I, get back on the circuit. I do like your idea though that if you go into pit, the cars should just stop where they are well, and wait for you to come back. When out. I was growing up, I thought that's what happened. Everyone had to wait for you if you were leading. Have you got a favourite Bathurst moment of all time? Oh, there's heaps around, isn't there? What's have you got one? Yeah, mine was as a kid, and I. I remember it now, obviously, more so and, and reading a little bit more about it. But I remember as a kid watching Bathurst with my dad and my dad was just, he was a huge Dick Johnson fan. And he just, oh, no, I can't believe this has happened. And I can just remember looking at the screen. I was only eight or nine at the time, but I remember this big rock being in the middle yes. of the racetrack. And I thought, oh, this is tragic. And But when I talk about Bathurst and think about Bathurst, it's one of the first things that comes to mind was this big rock in the middle of the track. And then as I got older, I did a little bit more research to realise that it's one of the most bizarre moments in Bathurst history. He was uh, leading the race and a crazed fan through this massive rock, which he was unable to avoid. He struck the rock and had a horrible accident. And at the time in the interview after it, he, he was so not physically scarred, but mentally scarred by it that he, he basically told reporters that he may not be able to race ever again. Yeah. yeah, it was a memorable moment in Bathurst. My my memories of Bathurst go back to my grandmother. She used to be this massive motorsport fan and she used to live out the back of my auntie and uncle. So we go, and she was a massive Alan Moffat fan. Massive Alan Moffat. And I'd go out, go into her, her granny flat out the back of my auntie and uncle's, full of smoke. She'd be chugging away, <laughs> drinking beer and watching the V8s. And it was that. that's my memory. And, of course... One of the most exciting races was Jamie Winkup being told to slow down 
Yep. Preserve, 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 and then bang, ran out of fuel. Mm. That's heartbreaking. You know he nearly ran out of fuel two uh, two weeks later on the Gold Coast when the he Gold won. Gold Coast, yeah. Nearly ran out of fuel there as well. What's your favourite? expensive. <laughs> it is. Mm. 0457-736-736. What's your great uh, Bathurst moment? We'd love to get your memories on that tonight. I know you'd have a few, including... Some from Dick Johnson, no doubt. And we'll talk to uh, Stevie Johnson about that as well. Chris Nelson's got a Racing Queensland update. Uh, ben Dorshus from the Sydney Sixers getting ready to open the BBL 11 campaign. You've been in many games? Yeah, mate, I love it. Love it. And the girls, I mean, you know, I've got twin daughters. Yeah. The girls love it. Yeah. Because there's so much going on. There's fireworks, there's activities, there's great music. You get to wear a, a bucket on your head. It's terrific. Mine's still got chicken in it. <laughs> Or just the crumbs. But anyway, uh, he'll join us because they're getting ready. Uh, Sydney Six is getting ready to take on the Melbourne Stars on Sunday night. You can text us about anything tonight. 0457 736 736. Sports Day, Sports Update. Getting a lot of texts through too. Thank you, Re, our Australian, 100% Australian-owned uh, energy retailer. Um, getting some good ones there. Getting some very good ones. Um Hey, Jace, every Thursday we usually do our song of the week. Oh, yes. What so we finished the show on, yes. I've, I believe that mine, although very slow, oh. is a, an Australian classic. And this is aimed at basically Brandon Smith. Just don't be so reckless, son. Oh, right. Gotcha. Okay. Love you, Larry and Wade. Yeah, it's pretty boring. So it's, it's a great song. Can I... Can I dedicate mine to all the, the people in regional Australia at the moment, particularly New South Wales and and also Queensland who have been suffering because of flooding? Yep. Um, even the, the folks in Inglewood uh, out in west, uh, west of Brisbane, uh, they're doing it tough. And I want to dedicate a song to you guys. The gun, I'm a country boy. I might have to give this one to you, but it goes to the listeners. It does go to the listeners. Yeah. And also, uh, just uh, FYI, this is for Hook. Of course, we had Anthony Griffin, the coach of the Dragons, on during the week and being a proud Rocky boy. Yeah, what about the other day we said, yeah, what's your favourite watering hole up there? He goes, oh, the Ambassador's a great pub. And I just texted him because uh, a really good colleague of ours is in the studio at the moment here who's from Rockhampton said, no, nah, that got bulldozed five years ago. Oh, Thanks, Hook. <laughs> I would have been driving around town all, all day looking for that. Hey, 0457 736 736 Sats, there's a... Uh, a, a text here from one of our great listeners, Lou. We love Lou her. from Nanango. We love her involvement yep. in the show. What a silly question from someone who worked for a motor racing driver. What yes. did you work? Yeah, I did for a number of years. I, um, our company, our, you, know, you know, as you know, I've got an investigation company. We did a lot of work for human resources and and due diligence for a a, uh, a gentleman by the name of Murray Pickering, who actually uh, who had what they call finance easy racing. And they were in like the the development company, which is the development, um, which is just under the V8. Yep, yep, yep. And Lou, Category. Lou from Nanango. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's the same Lou from Nanango. She used to work for him also. Ah. Mm. So did you not pay attention? What did you do while you're at the track? Well, I didn't go to the track. Oh, you I wasn't that part important. of the. I didn't. Right. Wasn't part of the actual racing day. Um, Wayne McKinnon from Leppington, uh, listening to 2SM tonight. Thank you, mate. You've got the right answer when it comes to that Australian, 100% Australian-owned company, energy company. Um, uh, Rog, Rog from uh, Winmarley. 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 Where's that? Um, it's out west, south southwest, I think. 
Yeah. All right, All right. thanks for your text tonight. A lot of them coming through as well. Uh, Benjamin Huxley from Griffith listening to Triple M 96.3. He's got the name of the company right as well. And Gary uh, also Belmont. Um, it's got it right as well. Well done, boys and girls. Keep your text coming through 0457 736 736 for your chance to win those two tickets to a corporate box at the SCG. It's in the Blue Mountains. Oh, is that's it? Silly. I remember being at well, that's, and seeing Win Malik. Well, that's West. Yeah. Hey, can we do some news? Yeah, Just absolutely. very quickly, because we're going to go to break. Got Stevie Johnson shortly. Shane Warne has doubled down on his belief Steve Smith can never captain Australia against Sats. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, he's saying that, um, well, he's quoted as saying, uh, how can a captain uh, on his watch at Sandpaper Gate and how can how can we make him a skipper or a leader again? Even a vice captain, he feels as though that it's it's not that we're sending the right message. Uh, he agrees that he's also stepped out of line on a number of occasions, Shane Warne, but he what he categorises things in is what's forgivable and what's not for, forgivable. And he's thinking, obviously, from a Sandpaper Gate point of view, that that wasn't forgivable from a, a leadership point of view. And I get that coming from Shane Warne because he played in an era where he was surrounded by great leaders. He was a leader himself, such a great cricket IQ, IQ intelligence. Yeah. Steve Waugh, Mark Taylor, that you know, future Ricky Ponting. There were so many great leaders around him at the time. Glenn McGrath. Um, but unfortunately with Australian cricket at the moment, we are... The cupboard is a little bit bare when it comes to mature leadership that has really good cricket IQ. Yeah. And Steve Smith is one of those players. Uh, do you think we don't accept Sandpaper Gate because we're Australian? Because we've seen ball tampering happen in all continents that get far greater suspensions from world cricket as opposed to what happened with Australian. Do you think we we frown upon it because we're Australians and we... we we don't want to win that way. Yeah, I think so. And the fact that we we purposely took an item out there to rough up the ball yep. in sandpaper, like that's pretty that's pretty big. Mm. So yes, that's I, I I do believe that. But I don't understand Warney's argument when he says Steve Smith shouldn't uh, lead Australia again and shouldn't be vice captain. Yet he's pushing for Dave Warner, but he he was right in the middle of this. He was knee deep. Mm. So it, why can he? Why why is it okay then to put forward his mate Dave Warner as a vice captain or some form of, form of leadership? But what, what's but why? What what's the difference? No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because Steve Smith was the actual skipper and has to take a lot of the blame because you are the actual skipper, whether you're aware of what was happening at the time or not, and weren't courageous and strong enough to stand over the top of it. Um. If you are the skipper, it's sort of with Australian cricket, it lies at the feet of the skipper. We've known that. You know, we, we didn't have a coach until Bob Simpson. It was all run by the mm. players in the team, the leaders within the side. So maybe because he's a skipper and it's it's the be all and end all with the skipper, that's probably why he's focused more on Steve Smith. I'm happy for Steve Smith to be the vice captain. Not be captain though, right? Well at thirty years of age and Pat Cummins are what at twenty six? And a speed, a, a fast bowler has worked in other countries. Sir Richard Hadley, Sean Pollock, um, Wazim Akram, just to name a few, have been captains of their countries and through successful periods. So uh, I'm happy for Pat Cummins to be captain. And he's, if he's going to be captain and does a great job of it, he could be the captain for the next eight to ten years. Mm. Steve Smith, I think, is a great deputy because we are not flush with depth when it comes to leadership that he's there to assist and, and mentor Pat Cummins in, a race, in relation to the leadership on the field. Mm. 
not the decisions that happen off the field. But what about field places? But what about Warner taking pressure on anything? What about what Warren's saying about Warner? Yeah, David Warner doesn't need to have a vice captaincy alongside him. He will be a leader anyway, just purely because of his mm. his time at the crease and the amount of times he's worn the baggy green. He will naturally be a leader. All right, sports update for New Farm, Australian through and through. Alex Carey will wear the gloves yeah. uh, for the first test, which is which a good is good. Gloveman and a better batter on average than Tim Payne as well, so good replacement. Yeah, um, and I see uh, Brandon Smith fallout continues to get messier uh, with uh, Ben Dobbin claiming that he uh, Smith had given a verbal assurance yeah. to the Dolphins. Oh, oh, Doesn't I don't mean know much. No, and there's no evidence as well. And they've missed out on a rooster as well, haven't they? Yeah, Siwa Takiyahu, who's a tremendous front row, 29 years of age, uh, was weighing up a two-year deal with the Dolphins at 600 a year, which is which he's worth every cent of that. He's a good player. He's a goal kicker as well, a goal kicking front row. He looks as though the Daily Telegraph are reporting that that he's taken up a uh, a deal with the French Super League club, the Catalan Dragons. I I don't like lose. I, I hate this. I hate losing really good quality players out of the NRL. The UK Super League is a good comp. It's, it's a second tier comp when you re, when you compare it to the the NRL when you've got still got key players that are still playing really good footy um, at an age when there's still a lot of years left in them as well. So to, to, to potentially see Siwa Takaho going to the UK Super League, I, 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 it gets under my grill a little bit. Yeah. Because right. I hate losing good players to yeah. the comp. What are your thoughts? 0457 736 736. Don't forget to, to text us uh, the name of the 100% Australian energy retailer that has backed and partnered Sports Day for many years. Uh, make sure you send that through along with your name, where you're from, and how you're listening to Sports Day tonight. We better get to a break. That was a sports update. New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. This is Sports Day. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed when we come back. Stevie Johnson joins us from Bathurst. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Welcome back to Sports Day. Uh, it's a big, big weekend on the mountain, Scott Sattler. Of course, we are talking about the Bathurst 1000 uh, in its unusual spot of the first weekend in December. I love it. A man who, yeah, I'd spent mm. a man who's had some success on the mountain uh, and is also the son of a gun, and you'll also hear him on the driver's seats as well. A, a very good show last night with Greg Rust. Stevie Johnson, hello, mate. Hello, boys. Hey, did you listen to our show last night? I certainly, I certainly did, mate. I, I try to avoid it most weeks. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, as a victim of the show sometimes. I, mate, I tell you what, listen last Rusty was on fire, wasn't he? Oh, Rusty was great. You know, he, he came over to me through the week um, to have a bit of a chat TCM-wise. He has a bit of, you know, obviously he covers a few of the support categories as well with his role um, with TV, Supercars TV. And I sort of roped him into the coming. It was going to be our feature interview anyway. I said, mate, we're only just in town. Why don't you come in and do the show with us? And he, and he did. And he's a legend. Like, he's, he really brought that extra element to the show. And um, and to be fair, it was great to be able to not talk to Matty all, all night. So. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, of course, uh, Matt McKeldin, who has crashed his car at Bathurst today, that's a completely different story. 
Uh, mate, uh, and you are live last night from the studios of 2BS, one of our radio stations that we broadcast to as well. Did they did they mention anything about Scott Sattler and Gary Belcher? Did you need to get any autographs from them? Well, I, I may or may not have um, butchered a poster that was in their <laughs> studio that might have had their head on it, but I'll, I might leave that to come out on Matty McKeldin's socials later. <laughs> uh, well, the, uh, the practice... <laughs> The practice rounds are underway. Uh, what have you made of it so far, Stevie? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, it, the truck's actually fast. You know, I mean, I've been lucky. We've been here since Monday. I've been on track since Tuesday. Um, and the track's good. Apart from early on, there was a bit of an oil spillage. But apart from that, you know, obviously we've had practice one of, uh, of the supercars out there. The, the co-drivers are practicing this afternoon as well. And um, you know, we've had Super 2, we've had, there's, some, there's been some big crashes as well, guys, down here, which is showing that everyone's pushing to the limit to try to get to the front. So, uh, you know, there's been a couple, a couple of the Supercar teams did some qualifying runs at the end of Practice 1 um, with their lead drivers. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see where everyone fares tomorrow. What part of the track is the most dangerous? If you're looking for carnage, one of those viewers is going to sit back and see where there's going to be. Is there a turn? Is it Conrod Straight? Look, what part of the track is is one of the most dangerous as a driver? Well, basically, from Matty McKelvin Corner, which is turn two, pretty <laughs> much right around to Forest Elbow, which is obviously Dick Johnson Corner where he fed it into the trees. Yeah, that that part. I mean, it's so hard to not to say a specific spot because there's been so many accidents from from that point to the Forest Elbow point. And, um, but, I mean, if we saw a Super 2 car go into the fence yesterday when his actual right-hand rear wheel come loose at literally any driver's most nightmare time, which was in the high, one of the highest speed left-hand corners um, on the top of the mountain at Reed Park where we've seen, we saw Peter Brock crash, we've you know, it's the spot where, you know, the late Mark Porter um, was tragically killed. Uh, Paul Wheel had a monumental crash there and was lucky to survive. Um, yeah, and yesterday, you know, there was another one there. So anywhere on that top section, Reed Park, McKillamy Park, and then over Skyline, we've had it all this weekend so far, and those all those fences have been hit. How's um, how's the old man's team, Dick Johnson's team, the Shell V-Powered DGR, DJR racing team, looking this week. And I know she's got the brothers, uh, Will and Alex Davison, sharing a car, which is good because you save money on signage. I like mm. what like what yeah. Dick's doing there. Who's partnering Anton Di Pasquale? Oh, we got Tony Delberto, who's partnering um, Anton this weekend. He's been, in the last few years, he's actually been Fabian Coulthard's co-driver. So uh, he's well-equipped and, and, you know, I guess embedded into the DJR um, and I guess when you look back a few years ago, you know, the DJR team Penske side of things and, um, uh, you know, he fits into the team well. He understands the cars, which is great. And he's a, he's a very solid co-driver, is Tony D. Ex, Ex-full-time driver as well, I might add. So he's, he's no such on his own. But, um, uh, you know, he and Anton are going to be quite quite a good pairing, as is Will and, and Alex. They've finished uh, not that many years ago. They finished a race together at Erebus in the Mercedes and finished fourth. So... You know, I wouldn't count them out, but um, you know, at the moment, I think that uh, we're not going to really get a gauge. You know, everyone's giving Shane Van Gisbergen and Garth Pander, uh, the defending champions, the the favourite 
status, which is fair enough, but there's some guys in there like Brody Kostecki, who's partnering uh, with uh, David Russell, who's a very accomplished driver. Those sort of guys, they're, they're fast. And Erebus uh, off a massive high in Sydney Motorsport Park the last four weeks, being very quick. Will Brown winning races. So Will Brown's got Jack Perkins with him. You can't, honestly, you can't fault any of these pairings at the moment. So we're going to get a bit more of a gauge tomorrow once the second co-driver session is done and then you get the main guys in for qualifying. DJR had a pretty successful Sydney Motorsport Park four weeks as well. Um, is the old man happy with the how, how the car's set up for Bathurst? Sometimes it, can't, it doesn't translate um, from track to track. But last year here, we'll admit that the, the DJR team Penske cars at the time were just missing that little ingredient. Um, they were fast, but they were hard to drive. Certainly Cam Waters in that Monster Energy car, that, that Mustang, was the benchmark for the Ford Brigade. And DJR team Penske didn't have anything for him, um, you know, in outright pace. So they have found quite a few little tricks um, over the, uh, the, I guess, what you call the COVID break since Townsville to Sydney Motorsport Park, and that showed at SMP. Spoke to Antoine yesterday. He actually said to me that he thinks that these uh, changes are going to translate to here, which is great news. And um, uh, if they can make the car a bit nicer and faster than it was last year, I think they'll be right on the money. So, uh, you know, we'll see. They did have a successful time. Antoine cleaned up their pole positions and things. I think he might even win the pole position award for the year. And um, and getting into the race, it's, it's you know, good confidence for them. Um, to go in with a car that they know is fast and they've won races in the last four weeks. Stevie, it's one of the I think it's one of the great sports and great challenges to the body and mind. Bathurst um, over because of just sheer the uh, the, the length of time that um, that you're engaged. Now all drivers can drive under extreme circumstances in supercars. You wouldn't be there if you couldn't. But what separates what separates a driver and a Bathurst winner? Um. It's hard because you, you know, the driver alone is not going to win Bathurst. You know, it's a full team effort. We've seen teams win it. We've seen teams lose it. Um, and, you know, everyone, obviously, all the limelight goes on the drivers. You know, they're the ones that are in the seat doing the job. Every, you know, they're always getting the interviews. They're always doing this. But it's all the unsung heroes in the background that work their bum off to, to give their driver, the best possible car. You know, you can lose the race on just one small strategy call that's incorrect. You can lose the race by pitting one lap later than you should or pitting one lap earlier than you should. You know, so it comes down to a lot of factors. And, uh, uh, you know, I'd, sure, you've got to have a fast car these days. The, 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 the race has become a 1,000-kilometre sprint, whereas 15 years ago, 10 to 15 years ago, you couldn't drive the cars that hard for that long. Mm. They break. So it's uh, it's definitely changed over time. Um, it is a 1000 pounds sprint race. You know, one driver change, just not getting the car at the right time um, could cost you the race as well. So, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a massive team effort, and we've seen that in the past where, you know, Shane Van Gisbergen was going to win, I think, back in 2016. He came into the pitch for the final stop. He was clearly in the lead. They had the strategy right. Everything was right. The car dropped on the ground, it backfired, it stopped. He couldn't get started again because the starter motor had broken and he was out of the race with like mm. 20 laps to go. So it can be heartbreaking as well. I reckon it's it's one of the 
one of the, the great sporting calendar dates, I think. And you've grown up in pit lane and, you know, you've forgotten more than what a lot of people know in the sport. But outside of your dad's achievements and your achievements at Bathurst in 2007, you went close. What's your favourite Bathurst moment? Um, yeah, you're right, mate. That, that 2007 Bathurst was, you know, very emotional. It was close, but no cigar, as they say. And... But there was a lot of other underlying factors to that. You know, DJR at that time was in a in a really average state financially. You know, we he just we just had Jim Beam back in just for the one year. It was a one year trial, and you know we could have won the race. We could have finished on the podium, and we could have finished in the fence like a lot of the other guys did. Mark Scaife, Russell Ingle all finished in the fence behind me when that was you know, racing for the last 15 laps in sort of damp, in conditions with slicks. So that that podium I was leading, you know, Craig Lowndes and I had a bit of a scuffle at turn one, and which meant that I went half off the track and dropped back to third and first. And uh, uh, But having said that, that podium really cemented that sponsorship with Jim Beam for the next five or six years. And, and you know, there was a lot more going to it. I was sad that we didn't win it. But on the other hand, if we ended up in the fence, we probably wouldn't be in racing the next year either. So, yeah, wow. um, you know, yeah, it's, there's a lot more behind the scenes there that sort of people don't know about. But to be honest, I think 1999 was my favourite. I wasn't full-time at that stage. It was Dad's final year in supercars. Him and I raced together at Bathurst. We finished fourth. So we just missed the podium. But um, it was just an awesome Thing for me to be able to do and, and share a car with my dad in his final Bathurst. That's probably, you know, arguably one of the best tracks in the world. Mate, that gives us chills. Mm, Just hearing you say that, 1999. Hey, mate, I want to congratulate you, though, too. Today, you've gone back-to-back in Gulf Western Oil Touring Car uh, Oldies. Oh, sorry, Masters. Uh, taking the <laughs> True Blue Tribute. Number 17, Ford XD Falcon. Oh, I love the XDs, mate. Every time you watch an old cop show... Kings, they were, they were the cup cars. Yeah. yeah. Um, you took it to victory in race two again today at Mount Panorama. Congratulations, man. Are we sensing a comeback? Oh, I don't know, mate. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. There's a bit of pressure on tomorrow because it was the 199th uh, race win uh, for a Ford, I think, in Touring Car Masters. So um, I'm going to go for the 200th tomorrow, see what happens. But I know you laugh about talking about cop cars and XDs, well, I'm not sure if anybody gets on our, uh, on the Touring Car Masters um, Facebook page and has a look. We had both my new Touring Car Masters XD meet up with Dad's 1981 Bathurst and Championship and Bathurst winning XD in the Bathurst Motor Museum here early in the week. And um, believe it or not, that car and that, that actual body shell of that car was a Brisbane-based police car before it turned into the Dick Johnson no XD Falcon. Yep, 100%. It was uh, so very, very cool. We got some amazing photos and you know, it was just a very very proud moment to see where it really started, you know, with the rock and, and, and so forth, to, to what we've actually built, you know, in this day. In 2020, we debuted the, the XD Falcon DCM and just to have it, even though it's a totally different specification, it's just very, very cool to, um, to see the two cars together. Steve, finally, before we let you go, we see the race car there on the track, right? Starting lying at Bathurst. Yep. How much does that? How much is actually sitting on that grid when you watch the beginning? Is that a is that a million dollar race car? How much goes into that? What's it worth? Are you talking about the XD 
see, as in like no, the, no, the the, the, the supercars, the current the supercars. Oh, uh, you're talking about, uh, you know, you're definitely talking around the $650,000 mark, um, you know, minimum, you know. I mean, the engines these days, the engines these days are worth, you know, $150,000. So, you know, when you um, when you talk about $650,000 and you, I think there's 25 cars or so on the grid, I mean, you're talking obviously six, 16 and a quarter million dollars worth of cars you know so it's, it's a pretty big sense, deal and, <laughs> oh you know i had to i had to do it with 25 because if it was 26 or 24 i was gonna have to get the calculator out <laughs> that's an expensive car steve considering you haven't even got air conditioning reverse cameras yeah uh, or a tow ball mm. like i mean come on imagine if you, you had right. those on right. and, and, the, and the fuel economy guys is absolutely horrendous <laughs> like i think they're using about three and a half liters a lap around Bathurst, so yeah, it's no good at all. Actually, and you can't even take your girlfriend out for a burger. <laughs> there isn't even no second seat in it. Steve, I know you well. You wouldn't even take your girlfriend out, your wife, for a burger. You'd take all the burgers. I know you well, mate. <laughs> Three and a half litres a lap. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. Three and a half litres a lap. And I think, the, I think the fuel they use, the E85, costs around about $4 a litre. So oh. I can't work that out. That's way out of my league. It's cheaper at Shell, mate. Your, your dad's sponsored by Shell. Can't he fill up at the servo and a does couple of jerry have, cans? your dad have a lot of those barcode <laughs> yeah, receipts? The shopper docket. So when you go in pit lane, you just you rip it off and you give it to the, the guys in pit lane? Four cents off a litre, guys. <laughs> Yeah, exactly what I told Dad. I gave him our, I gave him our Coles receipt. You know, I'm going. I said, "Here, Dad, take this in and have a bit of a laugh. Pay for your fuel and see if he can get four cents a litre on." And he threw it up and threw it in his face. Yeah, doesn't need it. And he's moved from Jim Beam. Can I tell you to make his mark nowadays? So yeah. only the good stuff for Dick. Hey, Steve. Good luck this weekend, mate. Appreciate your time tonight on Sports Day, and and all the best to you, old man, as well when you see him. Uh, awesome, fellas. Thanks for the chat. Right, yeah, the great Steve Johnson on Sports Day. Great chat, great bloke as well. Actually, what you hear of him on the air is him in person. He's an outstanding fella. He's just so accessible. Ah, uh, he's good. Yeah. He's very good. And his dad's a brilliant bloke as well. This is Sports Day. Thanks to the all-new Kia Sportage. has been unleashed. Uh, break time right now. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Yeah, we're back. And thanks again to Steve Johnson. Great chat uh, from Bathurst. Because uh, big weekend of racing up mm. there on the mountain or down there on the mountain. Uh, I've your never texts, been to Bathurst. I've, I've driven I've, through I've, it. I've been to Bathurst, but I've never been to Bathurst, the event. I, How good one of my would bucket it be? Lists. Yeah, it would yeah. be pretty good. It would be Fantastic to go to. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Get involved in the show tonight. A few things we can talk about. But probably the biggest thing is a massive prize, double pass to a corporate box at the SCG for BBL11. Uh, ben uh, Dwarshus is going to join us soon uh, from the Sydney Sixers. All you have to do is text 0457 736 736. Tell us which 100% Australian energy retailer has backed and partnered Sports Day for many a year. Make sure you put your name, your town, and how you're listening to us as well. And Sats, the text machine's blowing up. It is, and uh, I've come up with a uh, system. Everyone that's sent a text message, I'm going to throw their their name and where they're listening and their answer into a hat. 
Because I hate disappointing people. The hat you're wearing now, the Sats Festival of 50 Festival hat. Festival of 50 hat. Yep. And I'm going to pick the winner out of that. Okay. Okay, so I don't like disappointing people, so I'm going to do it fair. Okay. Um, in relation to some of the some of the uh, topics we've spoken about tonight, and most notably the um, the Steve Smith and Shane Warne saying that he shouldn't be a leader. G'day, fellas. The golf nut here. I love Shane Warne as a bowler. Easiest, my favourite spin bowler, and in my opinion, the best ever. But he is way off the mark here. Steve Smith did one thing wrong, one thing. Didn't do anything wrong before, hasn't done anything wrong since. He's given a one-match suspension from the ICC and treated like a criminal. Warney must be pretty perfect. Come to think of it, didn't Warn get suspended for a year for something else? Mm. Mm, Benny Huxley from Griffith says, Larry Perkins, talking about the favourite Bathurst moments. Yeah. Larry Perkins winning Bathurst and Jim Richards calling the crowd a pack of arseholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good, yep. Yep. Um, in relation to the Sandpaper Gate and the Steve Smith and, and Warney's comments, um, make sure you put your name to the text messages as well, where you're listening to us from. And uh, he says, 100% sats, cheating is cheating. Just because a lot of other teams have been caught doing it as well, doesn't make it right. Totally agree with you. And I made a context of that in relation to, we've seen so many situations in world cricket where other continents have been caught um, trying to manipulate the ball, whatever mm. it may be, yeah. and have been given... No sanction at all, maybe fines. Some have been hit harder. But as Aussies, I just don't think we accept it if we're going to have to win that way. And understanding too that our Australian cricket team is the pinnacle of Australian sport. Yeah. Always has been, always will be. Yeah. Now, Dilly Geffert, Blacksmiths, New South Wales. Hang on, wasn't Warner the Sandgate instigator? Well, we're not quite sure of that. Um, we just know that he was heavily involved. Warney has lost the plot. What I like about Warnie is that he he gives you your opinion whether you like it or not. Mm. Yeah, he's not backward and coming forward. I bought my parents a PYE twenty inch TV. A pie. So, a pie. It's a. It's called a pie. Is it really? Yeah. Never heard. Pie of televisions, mate. Twenty two inch TV, so we could watch Bathurst, the first color one that we could get. I was seventeen at the time. I think that's, that's what my grandmother had when I used to go into her granny flat. Yeah. With the smoke, I couldn't see actually. Tell a lie, I couldn't see it through all the smoke. <laughs> God, she loved Alan Moffat. That's great. One more, Sats. Hi, Sats and Jace or Justin. When it comes to motor <laughs> racing, I always think about Murray Walker's commentary. His Pommy accent was perfect in naming those Formula One drivers. And when it comes to Bathurst, I often think about Gary Wilkinson. Yeah, of course. His commentary. My favourite drivers were yes. Peter Brock and Larry Perkins, Sporty Gav, Newcastle, 2HD. Good well on you, Sporty Gav. One of our most intelligent listeners here what? on Sports Day. He's one of them. Oh. One of them. Well, he's better than he's better than Tell that, what, Adrian. That's uh, not Adrian saying much and... about the rest of our listeners. If well, you're going to create a sporty gav. Oh, I'll leave that to you. This is sports day for for, for Kia. The sportage has been unleashed. Hey, uh, speaking of smart, oh, hang on, Chris Nelson's up next. We'll get to him. Got something to say? Text us anytime. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. This is sports day with Badge and Sats. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Now on Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update with Chris Nelson. The Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival has arrived. Now, Gamble mate. responsibly. Oh. Call 1-800-858-858. Oh, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I just get excited when we hear your name there. Hey, listen, just a quick question for you, mate, on your cliffside mansion at uh, Coolum Beach on the Sunshine Coast of Queensland. Has it stopped raining? Yes, I can tell you that the sun... Well, I look out the window now and there's nothing but blue sky outside. I went for a walk uh, earlier today and I tell you what, it was pretty warm out there walking along the beach. The yeah, burnt. lovely, so lovely. How the day can change within 24 hours. Absolutely. Right out, let's talk about racing. Uh, are we going to get back on the tracks? Are the tracks reopening for racing this weekend? Yes, we will. This, uh, this fine weather, we're getting for 31 degrees tomorrow in Brisbane and uh, fine sunny weather and the same for Saturday up until maybe about early afternoon, it might cloud over a little bit. But, look, the track is still or was still rated at a heavy 10 this morning. It will improve, obviously. I, being a glass completely full sort of guy, <laughs> think it'll get back to a soft 7. Um, the track manager says maybe a heavy 8 or 9. But Doombin, Doombin just dries out so quickly uh, when it does start to dry. But, uh, look, heavy 10, although... It's rated heavy 10. Our scale doesn't go any further than that. So it might have started off a heavy 12 by the time the rain stops. So we'll just have to see what happens over the next couple of days. But we will definitely be racing on Saturday at Doomben, and it's a really, really good meeting. And what about uh, Gold Coast as well? They'll be all right? Gold Coast will be racing a heavy 10 at the Gold Coast. Gold Coast got a lot of rain, as you would know, yesterday. Uh, I think they'd be racing as well, but I don't think we'll get a great improvement in the track condition. It might just be uh, too wet for, to get any decent improvement there, but just check in Saturday morning and uh, we'll know everything then. All right, mate. What's uh, happening this weekend? What should we keep an eye out for? And have you got any tips? Yeah, well, some really good racing, as I mentioned, at Doombin. It's the Group 3 George Moore. We get to see Zoostyle go around again. He was so impressive winning off that long break at the sunny coast. But I'm going with a stable mate of his, knock him over, and that's number four, Baller, who was very good uh, first up, flashing home from the back of the field. Good gates for Steph Thornton on Saturday. He won't be anywhere near as far back. I think Zustyle will be in front, and I think Baller will be the one trying to run Zustyle down, and I think he just might get there. So I'll take the $5.50 or so for Baller. I think that's a much better option. Rightio, mate. Uh, don't forget the Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival has arrived. Head to queenslandsummercarnival.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. Mate, we'll uh, chat again on Sports Day on Monday. Look forward to it. Thanks, Jase. Chris Nelson there. Your text 0457 736 736. They're pouring in, Tats. Yeah. Hi, Justin. So it's Jason oh. and Justin. Well done. I like what you've hey, done Justin, there, Lyle yeah, from Lyle. <laughs> yeah. I read in the paper that once a steering wheel for an F1 car is worth $100,000, yeah, wow. just the steering wheel. Wow. And Daniel from Prairie Wood, listening to Sports Day NSW via the, uh, the SEN app. Hi, hey, Sats and Woogie. Hearing Steve Johnson talk so passionately about Bathurst, V8s and Ford, makes one sad that their mighty Falcon is no more in the V8 cars. I've been fortunate to be the owner of an EL, FG, and currently have the FGX Falcon, the oh, last nice. ever Falcon. Go the mighty Blue Oval this Sunday. Yeah, that's not. I wonder if he likes the Mustangs. I'm not a big fan. Aren't you? No, no. I'm not a big fan. That XD Steve Johnson's racing. Mate, that's, that's a good story. Mate. I like it. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's an amazing car. And what about driving in 1999 with yeah. his dad? That that's, just that's, that's yeah. Max from Matraville just quickly said, I can't believe it's been five minutes and Woogie hasn't said anything cringeworthy or creepy. Well done, Jace. Well, the show's not Justin. over. Still got another hour to go yet. Stand yeah. by. It'll happen, no doubt. Uh, this is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been... Unleashed when we come back. Ben Dwarshus from the Sydney Sixers joins us.
got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.